0: Uh, actually, through those verses, there's some twenty two plus people because some are families and different things like that. but I think you actually have twenty two names that are that are given here but, um, but we 're just going to take a look at the, at this passage of scripture now uh, there 's actually a lot of uh, just information that you can go through this i mean if you if you just kind of walk through it. Uh, very quickly, you, you see some key things. Uh, it talks about his kinsmen, but not only kinsmen, but fellow prisoners. Verse 7, uh, it says, but who are of note among the apostles, I mean these are people that people uh, recognize, and people that they they knew who they were now we we don 't really recognize these names, but he but he 's saying these are people that the other apostles they know about them, and probably because of the sacrifice and the imprisonment and their stand, uh, but they also these were Christians before. Paul was a Christian. These, these had received Christ before Paul had. And so there's things like that all the way through here uh, that, that you see. Uh, and, but what we're going to do tonight uh, is just take a look at uh, four or five different points of things that we can learn from, uh, from the passage that we just just read. So I'm going to have one more word of prayer. Father, I pray that you'd bless here tonight. And Lord, I praise you, God, in my mind, my thoughts, and Holy Spirit, I yield myself to thee once more. And I ask you, please, just help us. Help us to learn. Help us to not just take it as information into our mind, but, Lord, that there would be truths and principles that might change our heart, change our lives, change our actions, change the way we live, change the way we react to each other and, and treat each other. Lord, I pray, you, please, that uh, it, w- it won't be just an intellectual exercise, but it will be something that will change us and, and through your word. Uh, that your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword so lord uh, it it really is something that needs to work and something that needs to cut away uh, the dross and lord i pray that you do that tonight please in jesus name amen humanly speaking paul is not teaching a truth as as he has throughout the book of romans you know when you get to this portion when Paul's doing this and, and as God is moving for him to write this, I, I really believe that Paul probably, as he's writing it, he's just thinking, okay, I'm going to recognize everybody. It's, it, it would be much like any of any of us that maybe we went away and, or, or, you know, we're going to, we're writing a letter back uh, to the church and say, you know, hey, make sure you tell so-and-so I love them and make sure I, man, uh, I just want to one more time say how much I preach, say so-and-so for what they've done and, and, and how much they were a blessing to us and, and how much they helped us when we moved and, you know, all those kind of things. That's kind of what I feel like Paul's doing. But in his mind, He writes praise uh, to the people. He recognizes or acknowledges his friends and his co-laborers and and the ones who have suffered with him. I think that's what he's doing. But here's what's so important, and I think we have to realize this through everything through the Word of God. the, The Holy Spirit of God does have something to teach us. You see, Paul, as he's writing this, he's moved to write this, and as he's doing this, uh, we don't fully understand that whole process and how much he he knows and what's going on in his head, but, I, but if he understands a, at all what he's being impressed and what he's moved to write here, uh, I, I don't think he fully understands. Honestly, I don't think he's looking at it as he's writing and understanding, I think, the truths that even we're going to see here tonight. Not that he didn't grasp them eventually, but I'm just saying that I, I think that in his mind, this is a, 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 a passage to, to praise people, to acknowledge them, to their friends and co-laborers. But the Holy Spirit of God, the true writer of the words uh, you know that, that, that Paul penned, I mean, Paul penned them, but the Holy Spirit is the writer. He had something that he desired for us to learn. And all of Scripture is that way. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and it's profitable. It, you know, It's profitable in everything for us to learn. And so what I'm going to do is is that, again, this is just what I feel that the Lord has taught me through this passage, this section, a little section of scripture. And, and again, we, I started to go down and go down the meanings of names and all that, but I'm not gonna go that direction with this. But I'm gonna give you these lessons. Number one, first lesson is this. First lesson that we see uh, found in this, and I believe in a very distinct way, Paul recognizes the people. He recognizes, uh, he, he calls some a laborer. He calls some a kinsman. A fellow prisoner, some a helper, some beloved, some approved in Christ, some chosen in Christ. you know what I see is Paul is recognizing and acknowledging the different gifts and the different sacrifices uh, and the, the different faithfulness of the people to use their gift, the different faithfulness of the people to do the work that God has called them to do or to face the situation or trial that God has caused them to face. I believe it's very important that we understand that God uses everybody in a different way. And, and Paul looks at it, and he doesn't say, hey, you know, let me list these in, in, in importance. He doesn't do that. The truth is, he'll say one is beloved, and then he'll say something else, and then he'll say beloved again. You know, he's not put. you know what he's trying to do? Uh, the Holy Spirit's doing it. He's showing us that everybody, if they'll be used the way God wants them to be used, it's, it's of the greatest importance. And and watch this. The the scripture says of of, um, John the Baptist, there is none greater born among women. Do you understand when it's phrased that way? It doesn't say that we can't be as great, it says there is none greater born among, you say, well, how could any of us hope to be, now, I mean, that would be uh, uh, very prideful to think that you could be, great. no, it's not prideful, it's understanding that you're only as great, or could only be as great as John the Baptist, if you do exactly what he did, and you know what that was? He did the will of God for his life, That's right. and you know what, what is the will of God for your life? I'll tell you what the will of God is tomorrow morning for Brother Rogers and is to be putting shingles on the roof. And l- let me help you. Uh, I, there's, there's two other kinds of us in this room right now. Those that don't know how to do it and those that don't want to do it. And so, now, that's only other two kind of people in here. Now, the, the truth is, is that God uses everybody and, and we need to be willing to be used, but we want to we want to put people on pedestals, and we want to you know this guy's the stairs are higher, this guy's up higher, no no no, no no, if we're doing the will of God, we're all here, that's right. and that's the Holy Spirit is making it clear that the church is made up of peoples of different talents, different abilities, different gifts, but each is as important as the other. you understand that whatever you uh, so many times we feel like, okay, look, uh, turn to First Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read a little passage here, and, and we can't read all of it, and it's, it's a lot of verses, but First Corinthians chapter 12. Can you find that? It's a little bit over from Romans. As they say, go to Romans and turn right. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14. Look at verse 14. It says, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, am am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were they hearing? You know, folks, if everybody had the same talent, same ability, where would we be? Do you understand? I mean, that that would be, we wouldn't get anything done. Amen? Because everybody in here would be trying to preach. Hello? And then I had to fight you. <laughs> you know, uh, it just, we, all, we have different abilities. Somebody, somebody asked, uh, oh, uh, Miss um, Lola, she was so excited. She's feeling good, and she's ready to go on that Rojo tour. She is ready to go. Man, she's just so excited about going on that, uh, going on that. And she's so excited because Ms. Lynn had already told her about our new bus. And she looked and she said, where did you get that bus? And my wife said, do you know Joe? And she she said, uh, no. She said, Joe Carpenter. She said, no. And my wife said, well, he's just one of those guys that he just knows how to wheel and deal. You know, he just knows how to find that kind of stuff, and so she just went on. So I don't ever talk; I just sit. And so, but you know, the truth is, I don't, I don't find that stuff. But, you know, but, but Joe not only finds it, but he's like a dog on a piece of meat when he finds it. Right. I mean, we see it; we talk about it. Next morning, he's gone to North Carolina to get it, and all he needed was a knucklehead willing to go with him. Now, you know what? Look, that's not me. Even if I thought it was a good deal, it's going to take me three weeks before I decide to drive to North Carolina. You understand? I'm just, you know, I'm a little hesitant to make that kind of move. I I mean, the next morning, I don't even know it. I'm trying to find Joe. Well, he's gone. Okay, well, I'm glad we discussed that. All right, now. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole uh, whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body? You know, God's just... God uses everybody and willing to use everybody in this church and everybody. And can I just say this for a second? I'm so so thrilled about this church. I wish we had, you know, I may I should say this morning, Sunday, morning, Sunday, night, when a few more people are here. But but I just, this is such a blessing that so many people just do what they're able to do. And that's a very good thing. You know, we, we heard in, in Bible college all the way through and for years and years of ministry, 10% of the people in the church do 90% of the work. Well, that's just not, that's not Calvary, amen? That's just not, that's just not who we are. So that's a wonderful thing. Now, sometimes, here's the, here's the problem now, and why am I taking this much time on it? Sometimes being human, some of us begin to feel that we are not valuable to the Lord or to his church sometimes we start to watch this Have you ever heard this in the bible we start to compare ourselves right. with other people and what they're doing and folks the fact that somebody does something a little more visible than you do doesn't make what they do more important Now, nobody here knows who cleaned this auditorium. But it's kind of important that it got done, huh? Amen. And, and, look, I don't go to, when I was traveling, I didn't go to gas stations because the gas was cheaper. I went to a gas station because I looked at the surroundings before I pulled in and decided that when I went in, there was a good possibility that the coffee was gonna be clean and fresh. <laughs> and I, I had a sneaking feeling that the bathrooms were gonna be clean. And can I tell you, if I ever went into one where the bathrooms weren't clean, I'm not stopping at that service station anymore. I'm just not, I, I can't stand a filthy bathroom. Do you know whoever cleans the bathroom that's a pretty important thing at our church. Because that makes a huge impression on anybody that comes into this church. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And so it's very important. So don't, don't think that way. But sometimes, being human, some begin to feel they're not valuable to the Lord or to His church. Now here's the other side of that. Others begin to think they are more valuable than others. Neither one of those is a good attitude. You know, the, the fact is, is we got to believe that everybody's valuable. I'd even talk about Brother Kenzie being valuable, because, but I can't see him tonight. He's in camouflage. <laughs> the church should be comprised of diverse, ordinary people. Amen? Amen. Who know the Lord and they're desiring to grow in Christ, Amen. desiring that others grow in Christ, and willing to serve the Lord and each other, and all the time loving each other. Amen. That's what we're supposed to be, and that's what God wants from us. And, and uh, man, I take too long to do everything. Number two, the, the second lesson we should learn is to make real relationships with those whose paths we cross. Amen. You know, I, again, uh, one of the things that I think is very important— very important about this church, and, and, and I'm just going to say it, you know, my help me, my wife, is, is really uh, the catalyst behind us doing this as much as we do it. And, and that's this, we've got to, to actually enter into the lives of people, not just learn their name. That's right. Now, it starts with learning their name, but we also need to find out what's going on with their life as much as we possibly can, and and that's why, you know, way back when I get get here, I told you, we got to look in the people's eyes, look in people's eyes, I, I, you know, I talked for uh, just a a few moments uh, to, you know, in the school meeting, and and I know, he won't say it, but I know Brother Felton doesn't feel the greatest tonight, now go ahead and lie to me, tell me you do, but but he doesn't feel the grace tonight. Now, that needs to bother me. I need to care. That, means, that needs to push me to pray more for him tonight. We cannot get close to, listen to this statement, please. We cannot get close to everyone, but everyone can get close to someone. You understand that? I, I, you, you can't get close to everybody in here, but you ought to get close to somebody in here. Amen? And, and, and we need to try to get as close to everyone as we can. Uh, and, and this is what Paul, it's an amazing thing. But, but somehow this man, he, he just, he remembered people. Uh, look, I heard many years ago this statement. And I, and I really, as the years have gone by, I believe it more and more. And the statement was this from my old preacher. He said, every young person would make it if he had one person that truly cared about him. And I found that it's not just young people. I believe just about everybody. Everybody will make it if they have at least one person that truly cares about them. I, I've been at a point in the time of my life where I just felt like everybody else had gone, but I still had my wife. You know, I I don't want this. Uh, is any way you you can just kind of mark this and do something? But I. I my my brother it, it suffers so much with heart disease, and from time thirty eight, he's had he's had so many bypasses and like twenty seven stents, and and he's gone through a horrible divorce, and he's just absolutely alone. He's just alone, and every time I start to get frustrated when he's He gets to get emotionally just strung out. I have to back away and realize maybe I would be just the same or worse if I was alone. No one. Somebody's got to care. Somebody's got to care about each other paul in verses 5 through 20 as i said paul calls out you can go back now paul calls out 22 names if i counted right and i I did it very quickly and they were all in rome but i want you to understand this as of yet in scripture paul had not visited rome now i say he had not visited rome as a missionary now, I, I don't know, you know, he doesn't give the history of Paul, you know, I mean, but he had not visited Rome as a missionary. Yet, he calls out all these people, and not just calls out their names, but he says specific things about them. Now, there's a couple of things that really amaze me. These are people, that apparently, that he's met along the way spreading the gospel. But he not only remembers their name, he, he knows about them. But he doesn't just know about them. Even though he's distant from them, he knows what they're doing now. Somehow, hey, he didn't even have email. <laughs> he didn't have Facebook. Somehow, he knows what's going on in their life right now. That's amazing. This is a man, as I've said before, he somehow, I wish there was a point-by-point a, a point playbook on how he discipled people, because this man somehow influenced people like nobody else in the Bible, and part of it, I believe, is because he, he cared about people like nobody else in the Bible, individual people. He knew their name. He knew their labor. Uh, And I believe this is a sincere care and concern. Number three, the lesson, uh, the third lesson is that the church is made up of all classes of people academic background, economic status. Some of these mentioned, as you study this out, you'll find out that they were probably slaves. And you, you know that by a couple of the names and family. You're of the household. Uh, but but the, I can't even pronounce it. The uh, household there um, I struggle. Uh, I, oh, my goodness. Ah, where, where did I go here? Arist, Aristobulus. Okay. When I read about that and studied about that, the the this is not a saved man at all. If if they have the information right, the best that they can research, not a saved man at all. But they're of his household. These were saved people working in a lost man's house. The third lesson is that the church made up of classes and academic background, economic status. Some of these he mentioned were believed to be slaves. Others would have been blue what we call blue-collared workers. Others were wealthy. Some were related by blood. But listen to me. When Paul writes to them, they're all related by the Spirit of God. Whether a slave or a wealthy man, he knew it all must come to Christ the same way. And when they come, they are part of the family of God. They're all on equal ground. So it's not, you know, God, he's not saying it's not just your abilities, it's not your talent. He said, whatever your status is, whatever your race is, whatever your uh, background is, some of you, hey, you know what? You're a slave, but I'm going to praise you that you're just as important as the wealthy businessman. And, folks, this is a place a lot of preachers, a lot of churches have gotten in trouble when they put more emphasis and they put they bow down to somebody that puts more money in the plate. Forgive me. I, I don't know who puts what in the plate. Don't want to know who puts what in the plate. But I'm going to tell you, if you do put more than everybody else in the plate, that doesn't make you any better than anybody else in this room. There's so many things I can say right now, but I'm not going to say it because I say too many things. <sighs> Number four. The fourth lesson is the fact that the book of Romans lays out every, listen to this, this is incredible. The book of Romans lays out every major doctrine of the Bible. I mean, it's, this is a, just a doctrinal book okay? And chapter 16 lets us know to whom it's written. So we've got all this doctrine written to all these people. And again, we see that the doctrine was not just for the pastor or the theologian or the leader. It was for every man and woman to learn, to know, and to define. Do You understand that? That means everybody in here needs to be learning the truth this is not a place where where uh, the, the term was and trying to get this across to college students way back is you cannot live on someone else's spirituality You cannot live on someone else's prayer life. You cannot live on someone else's walk with God or their Bible knowledge. God says, Paul wrote this book to everybody, everybody of social, different social status, for everybody uh, uh, of different talents and abilities, for everybody. He said, everybody, here's the doctrines you better know. Here's the truth that you better know. Now, number five. The fifth lesson is that this passage demonstrates that you can be a student of the Word of, word of God and doctrine and a people person at the same time. Now, this, is, this is, again, to me is so good. Not only can you be a student of the Word of God but a people person, I know you can be, but you should be. You see, Paul is this incredible example of a man that, that line upon line, precept upon precept, he laid it out like nobody else. Uh, I heard recently a, a preacher say, he said, you know, uh, if you wanted somebody to, to mesmerize you in a big meeting, you'd get a policy, but if you went to court, you want, you want Paul. And, and, you know, that's the truth, and I love the way he thinks. Paul just goes, he, he he puts it down here. He lays it out, and it's just like, okay, if you got any sense at all, you can follow his reasoning, you can follow the plan. That's why I love the book, and I love to, to study through it, and I love to go through it, and that's why, you know, next week, we're going to begin at Romans chapter 1 and go back through again. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. I, I could, and you wouldn't even know it. So... No No <laughs> Now, listen to me. It, it used to be said I heard this over and over again, and, and, and I understood it, and, I, and, and a lot of it, I agree with that, but I want to explain something. It used to be said that, that one who spent time digging deep in the word would come up dry and i understand that there's a lot of people that became so much enamored in digging deep into the word of god that they lived in an office and they lived with books everywhere and and they never went out to the people they never went out to try to reach people and you know they sat their whole life writing books, and they sat, you know, you know, when they ever did speak, they demonstrated, and they they came through with all kinds of knowledge. And of course, we looked at it and said, you know what? They they come up dry; they don't go so one, and they don't meet the needs of the people. But here's what happened to refute that kind, of, kind of like where we are today with the the this emerging church and progressive church. That uh, has has flipped from fundamentalism to pro- progressive church. Here's what here's what we did. We said, okay, they you know they those that go down deep, they come up dry. They don't do anything. They don't go sowing. They don't have outreach. They don't have any zeal. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna go after people, and we're gonna spend our time in the ministry and going after sowing and going after people. But we left off the book. Now neither one of those is right. right. Neither one of them is right. I want you to understand, the answer, the answer is not, never was to stop digging deep and spend all your time going so one and running a bus route. You see, digging deep, going so one, and running a bus route, that's all good stuff. But you don't stop one to do the other. I've counseled men and sometimes ladies who spent little time in the scripture and teaching their family or, or uh, uh, you know, just, just walking with God. But they spent great abundance of time and money and visiting and working in the ministry. I have dealt with some that, that spent their life to prove because they had the mind to do it and they spent their life just reading, 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 study, 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 and you couldn't get them out, prize them out of the room to go do anything. But listen to this; it's very simple. We're done. We do not stop a good thing to add on a good thing. We add to a good thing another good thing. And if there is a deletion, it should not be in a non-essential thing. I mean, look, oh, it should be in a non-essential thing. Here's here's the the answer: is to not is to not stop going deep. Uh, The answer is simply after you go deep to have the character to go out and give the gospel. Or you don't strengthen one at the cost of the other. You eliminate peripheral things that consume your time from these two priorities. See, here's the great mistake, and and we're done here tonight, but here's, here's what happened. And it continues to happen. But you had... One side over here that it's, it's read, read, study, study, read, you know, and, and intellectualism, 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 and, and you've got all of that, and, and it's all about the mind, and somehow you're above everybody, and you get up and you speak above everybody, and what you do is prove how much you know that other people don't know but you really don't change anybody's life because all you did was spoke, you spoke above them and you really don't go out sowing them because you can't lower yourself to those people anyway. And so in retaliation, so to speak, against that, we said, man, we got to get away from that. We're going to go out and we're going to spend, you know, you know, 900 hours out here witnessing and winning people because we got to win the world to Christ. So we went completely away from Bible study and prayer. Is are everybody okay with this? This is the danger. Now, what we need to do is we, we need to eliminate something. But we don't eliminate either one of these things. No, we, we balance the two. But here's what you have to do. You don't really eliminate a whole lot of time in this from where he was. I think you ought to spend a lot of time. You don't eliminate a whole lot of time in this. I think you ought to spend a lot of time. You say, well, how can you do that if if you're spending so much time over here? No, the truth is there was a lot of middle time. You know, the this guy over here, He uh, he's Bible study, Bible study, Bible study, preach, preach, you know, just learn, 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 learn. He doesn't have time to go so when and but he goes and plays golf for eight hours. This guy go, go over here, he, he, goes and, uh, he goes out and he does this. He doesn't have time to, to really dig deep in the Word, but he spends hours and hours watching sports. You can eliminate a lot of things and have all kinds of time. But you don't eliminate two good things. You draw those two things in together. And what it comes down to, there's other stuff that you just eliminate. Okay, I didn't watch a, a pro football game this, this whole year. Okay? Now, a lot of people didn't, but can I tell you, I haven't watched a, a, a whole pro football game in probably 10 years, maybe longer than that. I'll watch five minutes or 10 minutes of one, and I'm done. Why? I I got too many important things to do, and I can find out the score at the end. And that's all that really matters to me, who wins. I don't see, I I can play better than they can anyway. So, (laughs) My wife always says, Rob, you can't enjoy a game. You know too much about the game. I said, I know. That's why I don't watch, I don't listen to it. But look, there's a lot of things we can eliminate. We waste a lot of time. We just will not want to admit it. There's all kinds of things that we could shove to the side and just get rid of and have a lot more time for study, and we really could show ourselves approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed we really could get up and have plenty of time to go out visiting amen so that's what i learned from this paul was a man that he knew doctrine my goodness he knew what he believed, and thank God, God used him to tell us what to believe, but he also was a man that knew people, knew them, loved them, entered into their life so that he could help them, and I believe that was a big factor in why so many were changed So many stayed by the stuff because Paul entered into their life and taught them. Hope that makes a little bit of sense. We're almost done. Amen? Praise the Lord. Are you excited?